Welcome to Handcrafting Your Retirement with Brett Ramsey from Artisan Wealth Strategies. In this podcast, we help retirees as well as those who are considering retirement overcome generic wealth management advice that limits your future. We do this by handcrafting customized financial strategies centered on your unique lifestyle. Jump on board for this journey where we delve into strategies that can help make your money outlast you as Brett draws from years of experience with guest experts to eliminate cookie cutter saving strategies. Hello and welcome to Handcrafting Your Retirement with your host, Brett Ramsey, where we talk about what you want in retirement and how to make it happen. I'm Wendy McConnell. Hey, Brett, how are you? I am super duper. Super duper. Now, I'm going to go ahead and guess that you have one of your enthralling stories for us to start out with. You know, Wendy, I would like to say that all of my stories are enthralling, but as we know, some of them are long-winded and uh, don't always get to the point. But uh, I think today, because Randy and Margo are joining us, uh, I think there is kind of a little point to this story is today, actually, I was meeting with an older gentleman. He was in his 70s. And so Randy and Margo are not in their 70s. They are definitely younger than that. And uh, what really I think is important about this story is that if if he could tell his younger self some stuff, he would. Right. And I think, as we know, if we meet someone who's maybe a little bit older than us or that has a little bit more experience in a certain area, that that wisdom that they gain from time. And so I think this is going to be an interesting story today because we're catching a a couple and a family earlier on in that journey than some of the times uh, of our conversations in the past. And and I think they're going to have different look and different questions and a different kind of feel than, than some of our, our clients. But, but, you know, I always love those stories where people, for lack of a better term, go back in time and they get a chance to meet their younger selves and what would they tell them. And, and uh, so for me, uh, right now, I'm going through that moment with my son is that he's at a moment in time that I had 25 years ago. We're going through the whole process of trying to figure out which college to go to and why. And and he's blessed with an opportunity to play college sports. And and so I, I'm find myself like remembering these trips that I took when I was 17 or 18 years old and what I cared about then and what I care about now and, and how that may have changed somewhat. And, and I'm going to be really honest is that the school I wanted to go to the most was the one that that took me to the best party when I was 17. Like they, that coach was smart. He he knew how to, how to motivate a 17 year old boy. And he made sure that the guys on the team took me to a sorority oriented party and, and made sure that I met some young ladies that made me want to go to school there. So uh, I'm as I'm starting off in this journey with my 17 year old son, I'm reminding myself like, what does 17 year old me care about? And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> i'm like i'm like i don't want to i'm like he's gonna make a moronic decision right and so so a lot of times when we're sitting here as financial advisors and we we come to our clients with this wisdom it's this wisdom gained from our own personal experience but from the experience of these other folks that have lived with wisdom. And so I, I love talking to to Randy and Margo because I think they're they're two people that are seeking that wisdom. They're seeking to make good choices and 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 make good decisions. And and so sometimes like you know, like I said, I wish I could get 17-year-old me to want to go find wise people to surround themselves with so that they can make a wise choice. But at the end of the day, I'm afraid he's gonna make a choice based on on uh, which school has the prettiest girls. Cause I know the school that he's at right now, that's kind of how he made the decision. <laughs> um, and, uh, 
and uh, I don't blame him because uh, he's he's my child, so uh, I can at least understand where he's coming from. But with that, I, I want uh, just to kind of introduce Randy and Margo and have them tell us a little bit about themselves and their background and just kind of, uh, and we'll dive into some questions, but just kind of introduce yourself to our listeners and give them a little bit of about who you are and, and your family situation. My name is Randy Wheeler, and I am the husband of my wonderful wife, Margo, of 23 years, and we have three sons, aged 18, 16, and 13, and I have a uh, leadership training business that I own, and you go now. Yeah. Um, my name is Margo, um, and yeah, I stay very busy with three teenage boys. They're all playing football right now, and so I'm running around quite a bit. Um, I also nanny a couple days during the week and help a couple of friends with their uh, house cleaning businesses. So I stay busy during the day as well. Well, nice. Well, I, I know that I got a chance to kind of meet Randy first through through a relationship and, and where we were using our skills to help some others. And so I know that you both uh, have a strong passion for helping others, but maybe you could just kind of share a little bit of the story of, of why you even wanted to work with a financial advisor. Kind of like, what was it that in your mind said, Hey, now's the time where we need to seek this advice. We need to, to kind of meet with someone to help us figure this out. For me, it was just the things were going well, have been going well in the business. And I was like, okay, I want to make sure we leverage the, the resources we're getting and are wise with them. I'm not what you'd call a spender. That's going to just go out and spend money on a bunch of crazy things. So for me, that was, that was a big part of it in the beginning is like, I know the money isn't working for me the way it should. And how could we get it to work for us smarter and um, just money's in different spots and how can we make it grow and help us accomplish our long-term goals. Yeah. And we have our two oldest boys. Our oldest is a senior and then the second is a junior. So we have college coming up and, um, and then just, you know, as I guess, as Randy and I get older and, you know, I'd like to travel a little more and, um, so yeah, so I feel like working with Brett has been wise for us. <laughs> well, I know that decision uh, doesn't always come easy, and and sometimes there's some things that that spur it along. But what what I want to kind of focus in here on first, because I know there's a been a reasonably significant life event that occurred in your family, not maybe in your direct family, but that's having an impact on some of your choices as you move forward. But you know, I, I think when we first started kind of working together, that that you know, we'll, we'll tell them where that wasn't a part of the picture at the time and, and weren't anticipating that. So, but how is it feeling right at this moment of, of like what I call, I think talking a little bit about how to launch the kids and how to prioritize, you know, how much we might think about saving for college and, and those things. I think that's just a great conversation that, that parents and grandparents alike struggle with. Like, so maybe you can kind of just talk to us a little bit about how you're thinking about that, how you think you see that going for your children and, and how, what kind of role you think you play both financially and just supporting them in that decision, uh, how that would work. When it comes to college, like we've talked about it early on, I was like, and my assumption, this is when the kids were real little. I was like, oh, I'm just assuming we're going to be paying at all. And then Margo's like, no. And I was like, 
that's awesome. I love that you feel that way. And um, we're right now we're at that stage. It's like, okay, how can we set them up and come alongside them so that they're not like saddled with debt? They don't. Our, our oldest, he's like, I don't want to be in debt. And just looking for where can we find resources? You know, where where are the different avenues to get money? And then, but be able to send them somewhere that they want to be and that will set them up for success in the future. Well, and I think you used a phrase there of, of paying for it. And, and I think that uh, I'll tell a, a brief story is that, and I think, you know, this kind of helps people understand what you mean by that. But like, I think you and I specifically, Randy, were sharing this story is when I was making this decision, my dad, all he really did was give me a budget. And what I mean by that is he had me go out and evaluate what it costs to go to college what I wanted to study. And he said, okay, come back to me with how much it would take in order for you to do that. And then he gave me a budget. And so any school that was above that budget, he said, great, you have to figure that out on your own. And uh, I still look back at that as being some of the, the best advice that I ever received because he helped me learn how to prioritize what was important to me. So as you're talking about kind of coming alongside your kids and supporting them, uh, I know your values uh, uh, about what's important to you as a family have helped really form your financial decisions. So as you're talking about helping them find their right place, I, th I think you're not getting to specific dollar amounts, but just kind of walking people through how you really are trying to communicate that with your kids a little bit, especially as they're getting so close to to that launching point. I think, well, we're, we're on our first child going through this process, so we're learning as we go, just like they are, but I'm a big advocate of, hey, you got to go to the place, you got to visit the place, and you'll know if that's the place you, you're meant to be, and if they're going to spend four years of their life there, we want them to be able to get a good education, we want them to be able to do what it is that will set them up for what they want to do in the future, and that again, they're not coming out on the back end. Oh, that was a great four years. And now I'm just saddled with debt for the next 10 because we've taught them from a values, mentioned values from a value standpoint. We've kind of tried to teach them the basics. Like you make this much, you spend less than you make. We even talk about things. We're, we're trying to set them up even with the basics of financial education. Like, Hey, if you got a credit card, paid off every month we're kind of frugal together so mm -hmm. helping them uh you a little more than me yes <laughs> me a lot more than you <laughs> helping them understand uh you know that you don't have it's okay if it's not the most expensive most amazing thing not that there's anything wrong with that i mean just that's our where we come from and generosity and giving is an important value so factoring in all those values, I don't know that I'm really answering your question well, but it's kind of sharing. No, but I think that is the conversation that we as parents have to have with our children and how do we frame it? And and like I said, we're also seeing that a lot with grandparents that are trying to figure out, you know, how do we use, you know, like college savings accounts? So I, I know that's something that you guys have used um, in, in your process. And mm -hmm. that's good tool for some, not as good a tool for others, depending on their financial situation. But you know, just trying to give uh, appropriately, like you mentioned, your overall gifting strategy and how you think about charity and uh, teaching these money values to your kids through this important life decision. So, I mean, I think the way you frame that is how most of us try to try to walk through it. It's not an easy subject to teach values to your children, right? And uh, 
it's such an expensive decision with the prices of schools continuing to skyrocket. So just how, how have you thought a little bit about balancing between, I think that's a great segue, balancing between these different competing things of helping our kids, saving for our own retirement, you know, not creating debt for ourselves. Uh, just, just talk a little bit about how you as a couple kind of talk through those decisions and how you kind of start to make them. I think, well, you, you've, you helped us when that one, the, the life, the positive life experience that we've had happen recently, you, you have helped us kind of, uh, think through, okay, what do we really want and think ahead of, okay, which is funny. Cause that's kind of what I help people do myself professionally, but like help them help us think, okay, you're here now, where do you want to be X amount of time from now? And help, and we got to filter that as we talked about it. Okay, what's really important to us? And we look far into the future and we're like, you know, we value experiences over things because if we have a bunch of things then we got to take care of those things. And I don't want to take care of a bunch of things. Really only been recently that we've had, you know, more conversations because I mean, in the past we, we just, we didn't have... I mean, we had the money basically that we needed to to live on. And so, you know, having extra money, um, it's definitely forced us to have more conversations, but it's only really been recently that that we've, you know, had more conversations. So because the val I think the values that I talked about earlier have been at the foundation. I mean, we we were fortunate because we come from very different financial thinking homes. I won't go into the details of that. They're just very different. And we took uh, did something through our church. It was a crown financial study that just got us both on the same page. Soon for, after we were married. Right, within the first year of marriage. So like that's the our, all our decisions were like, okay, we have a budget. What's not, you know, we don't have the money. We have the money. And lately, we just have an opportunity to have more com dreaming conversations because it's like, oh, okay, what do we want the future to look like? The business is doing well. How do we use that those resources well? Other things that have happened. But, but I mean, we've been fortunate to be, to not fight about money too much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it could be a lot worse. Yeah. Well, this is good. I think you're getting at something that I really want to uh, highlight here in this conversation with you guys is that let's talk a little bit about this recent. Yeah, the business was going well, but you, you've had a recent change in your family that that's led to an inheritance, right? Where there's unexpected money that have, has come in. And, and oftentimes we're, like I said, at the beginning of this conversation, we're talking with some people that are older, right? And they're talking about how did we get here? So you've got these good, strong money habits and you don't spend more than you make and you've been saving appropriately and you've done that very well for a while and the business is improving and there we've got growth and now we've got a little extra and all of those things were happening. And then boom, kind of out of nowhere, there's kind of a big extra that flowed in, right? And so one of the things that I want some of our listeners to think about, and, and I want you guys to talk about specifically is, I hate using the word burden, but we talked about we're having more conversations because you really weren't prepared for this event, right? So all of a sudden, you know, you're having to learn new things and and understand some tax things that may or may not come into being. And, and, I, and I want some of our listeners to hear that 
if you are planning on giving wealth to someone, you need to start helping them understand what it's like when they get it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I think that part of the reason why I wanted to have you on here was this was kind of, for lack of a better term, kind of sudden. It was kind of happened. And now we're kind of scrambling to figure out how to adapt to it. So maybe, you know, just kind of walk us through how that all felt and like some of the emotions and some of the, you know, conversations that you've had because of, of this inheritance that's come your way. Part of it was relief, you know, that, you know, especially with the boys going to college and just knowing that there wouldn't be a lot of stress around that. And yeah, I mean, I just, I feel like it, it kind of removed a lot of, of stressors. I mean, we weren't super stressed about money to begin with because, you know, we, we didn't get ourselves into a lot of debt, but I guess just, you know, there was always in the back of at least my mind, you know, okay, well, the boys are going to go to college or, you know, if we want to travel, well, where would that money come from? And so I don't know, for me, it just kind of felt like relief it, you know, it was never like, oh, we have all this money. Let's go buy this, 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 and this, you know, I mean, to be honest, like, I mean, I guess I'm kind of busy. Like I kind of forget about it sometimes. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, we, we didn't, we, our boys don't know because, you know, they'd be like, oh, well, why can't you just go buy us a car, <laughs> you know? But um, yeah, but for me, it was, it, it just, I feel like it just kind of was a relief. So, yeah. yeah. And, you know, I, I grew up, my parents didn't have a lot of money and, you know, they still struggle. And so it's just, um, I don't know, maybe it just, it, it just felt good, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. No, nah, for me, it was a little different. <laughs> I was literally, yeah. yeah, I, it was weird because I was like, I was, I was seriously like having anxiety issues. Cause I was like, I remember talking to Margo and I was just like, I just want to be a good steward of this, uh, this money, meaning I wanted to do the right thing with it for the right reasons and, and all that. So, you know, having, having someone, having someone like you around to help us think into how do we do this and knowing that you're not gonna, you're not just like, Oh, just put it in this, this, and this because, well, it benefit. I'm just being kind of blunt here because right. it benefits you. Right. No, you want what's best for us and what's best for you. We, I was like, hey, tell me what the plan is, and you're like, well, what, what do you guys want? You backed us up or backed me up, which backed us up to what do you really want? to accomplish what are your goals and one of those goals was hey we want to be able to give more and and then we had other goals in there but but for me it, i mean get that influx was i mean i was this is kind of and feels embarrassing but i was having like anxiety-ish attacks like margaret's like do you have a are you having a heart attack I'm like no i know i'm not i knew what it was but i wasn't consciously frustrated it was just weird no but i I'm really glad that you guys were open about the i don't want to say the two emotional extremes from that standpoint but i i think the two words that i heard there was for for margo there was some relief right and then for randy there's some anxiety 
And so what I want our potential givers to understand is that both those things can are really emotions that people can go through. Right. And so, um, for some people who are wired, you know, and I was watching you guys, you've even said, so Randy, I'm the more frugal one. And, and Margo's like, Ooh, I like to spend, uh, you know, not that I mean, you I'm do, frugal, but I don't, I'm not, I know you are, but you know what I'm saying <laughs> is that, that those things are, are the real, right. That people are going to respond to these things in very different ways. And if we're not helping people prepare for them, it can be overwhelming, right? Yeah, because it is sudden and it can be very overwhelming. And so, um, you know, you do need to prepare a little bit the recipient of of a gift, right? And and you were talking a little bit, Margo, and I think that you, you said something that I think is very, very crucial for people to hear is like some people like, oh, if my, my son said, oh, now I can just get a car, mm-hmm. right? But going back to, but is that really reflective of the values of earning and maintaining a car, right? Just because sometimes we have wealth doesn't mean that we need to change everything about who we are, about how we make decisions. And so that's what I love about your story is that you very much focused on, okay, this is a great blessing. It is something that we're very thankful that we have, but we also want to, and you used a great word, Randy, is steward, and I want to make good choices and I want to make sure that I'm, I'm doing these reflecting the things that are most important to me. And, and sometimes, like you said, I back people up and I make them think about hard stuff that they don't want to think about. And so I'm glad that you shared that as well Is that, you know, I, I yeah, I, it, I don't like to trivialize it, but like, yeah, I know where the money needs to go in terms of tax consequences and investment choices. But, you know, I use this phrase all the time is if, is you ever, have you ever climbed a ladder? And then when you get up to the top of the ladder, you can't reach the thing that you were climbing the ladder to get because you put the ladder in the wrong place. (laughs) Am I the only one that's ever done that? (laughs) You know, I've gotten up to the top and I'm reaching over and I'm still hanging off the stupid ladder and almost falling. So I did this recently when I was trying to wash my van and, and luckily I stuck the landing and uh, I didn't break anything, but you know, so often we simply put the ladder on the wrong wall because we're not really sure what we're climbing towards. And you know, I think that's why I back people up and say, Hey, do we really know where we're trying to get to with this? Like what is a great tool. It's a great resource. What, what are we utilizing it for? So maybe just kind of share a little bit about some of the things that have bubbled up out of those conversations about, you know, what has been important to you. I know you shared that you wanted to increase your giving, uh, maybe walk people through just how that feels and, and, and what that's like. Yeah. We have um, a lot of friends who raise support um, with their ministries that they're in. And, you know, that's something that we've always wanted to be able to give more um, to uh, to our friends and, you know, to uh, to organizations. And um, so that has been exciting to me that we can help them more um, because we know what they're doing is um they're doing amazing things. And so to be able to help them along in that is just, it, it, it's, yeah, it feels wonderful. So, yeah. It, it, go ahead, Randy. No, I mean, I, I don't really have anything to add to that. I mean, uh, yeah, I was just busy listening to my wife on that one. <laughs> Well, and if it's hard uh, via a podcast, but if you could see their smiles right now and the, the, I'm going to call the joy of being able to, to be generous, 
to give, right. To be able to impact others through, through generosity. I think that's just a powerful thing. And the fact that that was one of the very first things that you thought of just speaks to your values, your character, the things that are truly important to you. And we've talked about, okay, so that's first. So then kind of what were some of the second things, you know, we mentioned the education for the boys. What are some of the other things that have bubbled up out of this process that are, are important to you? Um, education, long-term savings, meaning like, Hey, we want to travel and such, but you know, that requires being, being financially free in the sense of, um, I, I don't see that I'm ever going to not work. I enjoy what I do and, but not feeling that stress that I have to work to pay the bills and such, um, you know, we had like one wild kind of, hey, maybe, maybe we want to have a place somewhere else. But then, I, then after talking more with you, Brad, I'm like, I don't know if we want to have a place somewhere else or not. <laughs> There's pluses and minuses to that. So, um, but we didn't have. I mean, what am I missing? I mean, there were like four or five things, and improving, improve, taking oh, just- that and improving the house yeah, things that we haven't been able to do yeah but also just like i said i think we just didn't want to we didn't want to just go out and let's go have a crazy wild time for a short period of time and then we're back when we begin <laughs> we, we yeah. that wasn't even an option right well uh, i wish that you uh could share your values with more people because uh <laughs> The statistics on this are actually overwhelmingly the op- opposite is that most people, when they receive an inheritance or what I call found money and whatever it might be, um, you can call it the lottery effect or, or different things you can go kind of learn about it is quite frankly, most people in very short order end up right exactly back where they were. And I, and, and I, you know, one of my roles here is because they didn't have the good foundational values that you already possessed, right? So what we did was we already had a great process for making good financial decisions, how we wanted to live out our values. And and that that's really the the key things that that I, I want our listeners to hear is that, you know, money in and of itself is just a tool. It does not uh, create anything that you can't visualize. If you can't see what it is that you want, if you can't be able to articulate it. If you can't paint a picture of it or some way, it's hard to get there. So, you know, if you were to sit there and and now kind of, you know, let's fast forward a few years, what do we see, you know, when you're in your sixties, what does that picture look like for Randy and Margo now? We're in wheelchairs. <laughs> not. not in your sixties. You're both very fit. <laughs> um, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Gosh, it's going to be kind of quiet around here. <laughs> Won't be running everybody around. Um, I don't know. Uh, traveling, more time with each other. I don't, I mean, I don't, that's hard. That's kind of a hard question. I mean, we'll still both be working, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean. We'll be. Maybe when I said being go ahead maybe maybe uh grandparents i don't know <laughs> yeah you're like saying yeah there'll probably be little there might be little people that we're take, helping take care of um i think with being financially free it gives you freedom 
I mean, we're people of faith. So if we feel compelled to go do something that, um, that finances could limit us, it can free us to have more space and time. If we have zero, zero debt, zero, whatever, that we have that freedom to, to go and, and do wherever we're led to go and do different mission trips and yeah. Or mm -hmm. serve, you know, be more free to serve. I mean, work and serve and maybe combine it all into one um you're, you're that's a that's a tough question because 60 seems feels pretty far away but i know it's not that far away yeah. it's sneaking up on you yeah. but the reason why i wanted to ask that question and hear them process that is because right now so many of our listeners are chewing on that very question right I ask it different ways, but sometimes I say, Hey, you're going to work in today, 40, maybe 50 hours a week. And if all of a sudden you didn't have to work 40 or 50 hours a week, what would you do with your time? And so what I just made Randy and Margo do on the spot was fast forward to that decision point. And you saw how difficult or listened to how difficult it was for them to just start to process through that. So know that you're not alone. If that's what you're struggling with of, geez, I've done, I've made good financial choices. I've started to accumulate wealth. Maybe I've even inherited some things that have accelerated my, my opportunity to do it. You're going to be faced with some tough choices of what to do with your time. And what I really hope you can kind of understand is if I have a good foundation for what's important to me, what my values are, then you're going to make good choices with what's what's been blessed to you. And, and that's what we're here to help you figure out is not to tell you which products, as Randy said, to, to put the money into. We'll do the right stuff there. But the biggest part of that is you got to figure out what's really important to you and wrestle with that. And that may not be an easy one-time answer that just comes to you. And watching the, the the back and forth and how it evolves over time is really what we're here to help you do is, is to kind of hold your hand through that process and, and help you understand it. So I just really appreciate you guys coming on today and then taking the time to be transparent about some of the things going on in your life because we don't have a lot of, uh, of, uh, people your age and on our podcast so far, most of them have been more, a little more advanced, a little more wisdom, <laughs> a little more of the, the gray hair that I now possess that I didn't think I would ever have, but I just really appreciate your time. And just, uh, thank you so much for being with us. Yep. Thanks for having us. And Brett, I, and this is completely unsolicited for those of you listening, but I appreciate, um, that you care about our goals and you care about that first i mean there's lots of different people that do what you do but you care about us you care about our goals and and want to help um us reach the goals that we have first and foremost so i just appreciate that so i just wanted to say that so <laughs> well, thank you very much i appreciate that thank you everyone brett if somebody has more questions how can they get in touch with you well, you know, in order for me to help you, I got to get to know you. In order to get to know you, you got to come find me. We're on this wonderful worldwide web out here at artisanwealthstrategies.com. You can find my email, my phone, all of the ways to get in touch with me right there. And that's the best way to do it. Thank you for listening today. Please like, follow, and share this podcast. Until next time, I'm Wendy McConnell. Thank you for listening to Handcrafting Your Retirement. Visit our website at www.artisanwealthstrategies.com or give us a call at 317-660-2855.
And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Artisan Wealth Strategies. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC.